there's a thing that happens when you're an alien, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're reading tax code. You think that that's interesting and entertaining. I remember I was in Florida at a hotel at a conference and I was teaching and I woke up and I was like, I wonder about this. So I just started, I was reading and the tax code's like 70,000 pages. It's crazy. And I'm just reading this stuff. And then if you're really crazy, you write a book about it. So every year I, I update the book, write more about it. And, and, and how do you do it? You care about something that's bigger than yourself. That's why I read tax code. Not because I think that tax code is like, like, you know, Shakespeare or something. It's because knowing it better allows me to help people more. As an operator, I know other investors are romanticizing multifamily investing, and I'm looking to learn from other investors' mistakes. I know you are too, and you found the right place. Welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the pleasure of having Damian Lupo in with me today. Damian, how are things? I don't know if you're down south, you're in Alabama. I don't know where you are today. How are things, man? Jerome, things are good, man. In, in Birmingham, it's fall. Like, I woke up and it was like 49 degrees. Felt like back in Alaska on a good summer day. Yeah, the, that cold front came through here and it, it changed 20 degrees over 24 hours. It was pretty pretty brisk. The run was cold this morning. There's no question about that. So I, I think some people have been under a rock. They might not know who you are, man. Can we find out a little bit about Damien and his story? And I won't make you tell the whole thing, but give me some of the good stuff. What's the EQRP? Give me all of that. Yeah. So back in the beginning, 1976, my parents went and had a little party, got a little stoned and all of a sudden, no, I'm just kidding. That's like, that. that's the origin story that nobody cares about. I'm one of these guys that they just could not follow directions. And it was like, from a, from the time I was a kid, people tell me, especially my dad, you can't do this. And I'm like, I'll show you how I'm going to do it. And, and so I kept doing that, went to college and thought that was the route. And then t- until they threw me out for putting their bank, their bookstore out of business. So that was like, I never really fit into the norm. And I, same thing with back in the late nineties, like 1999, I actually was New Year's Eve, 1999. I went out and bought a house on a credit card and did that 150 times. And I was badass in my own mind, had the Ferrari and the whole deal. And, and then blew up in 2008, lost 25 million bucks and had to reinvent and start over. So it's one of three times that I've lost all my money. And it was every one of those was about ego and ignorance. You combine the two of those things and it's really dangerous, especially when you start making money. You're like, oh, I am invincible and I know everything because see, look at my bank account. And then all of a sudden the bank account goes deep red. So that was on the other side of that, after doing doing that little experiment in uh, in survival, losing that much money and starting over, I, I started thinking about the purpose, like really why I was... You know, what what was the point of all of this stuff, and and what I could do that was that was not just for me, and and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I, I if I met me from back then, I'd run away. I'm like, you are a douche. You're terrible. Like I don't <laughs> want anything to do with you. And 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 so it's fortunate that those things happened for me. Like none of that stuff happened to me. It was it was really all a gift. And it's you know it's a blessing to have the, the kind of trauma, drama, and pain and and everything because now there's a focus on how I can help people. And I, I think this is cliche, you know, like, man, a lot of people say, I want to help people. I'm like, okay, you know, go do it. Like the hard work is going and doing it and say it, but everything that, that I've done and the people that I have, my team, my employees, all we do is give people, we break their financial shackles. I, I call myself a financial emancipator because I think today 
money is modern day slavery. I think it people trapped in a cage and they don't know what to do about it. And so we we do some different things to help people break those shackles. Whoa, that's aggressive, man. That's and aggressive. Because you, you know what? If you're not, you, you just fall into this whole like Wall Street system and, and you get told what to do. And that's that's what the system relies on. So somebody's got to step up and, and and push back and say, hey, you know what? You're smarter than Wall Street with your money. You're going to care more than Wall Street about your money. Your life is not just about money, but you got to make sure you have the, the air and the fuel. And so that's that's what it's about. You said people are in bondage because of money. I We're supposed to be talking about multifamily, but this is a philosophical shift for some people. Talk about that. What does that actually mean? People are in bondage. Well, so here are a couple of things. One, we think that money is going to be the answer and all money is is fuel. But the problem is we, we, we go through life and we learn how to trade our time for money. And so this, this is where people go, okay, well, if I can get some apartments, then I'm good because I'm not trading my time for money. I trade my time for the, the asset. The problem with that is that if, if I were to say, okay, look, I'm going to hand you an apartment and it's going to give you cash flow, it's not really that much different than handing you $10 million. Now, nobody says, don't do it. Don't give me the apartment. Don't give me the cash. But the problem is people are enslaved by their ignorance. You have to build the scar tissue. It's like looking at the gym and going, yeah, man, I own this gym. I've never gotten in it and thinking because you own it, you're going to be fit. Like you've got to go in there and lift the weights. And so the the problem is that people don't even know how to like open the door. And then when they get in there, they're, they're like, okay, what do I do? And this is where you need people around you. You need, you need, you need Jerome. Got to have Jerome telling you here, here's some stuff because people don't know. Wall Street sure as crap isn't going to tell you. And so it's, it's these shackles that people basically put on themselves because they're falling in line and basically being sheeple. So it's all, it's our doing to ourselves being the sheeples. And it's, it's really a choice when we say, I'm going to unlock this thing. Well, now you're free to do what you want to do and you got to take the action. It's called work. It's like a four letter word for most people. Like, man, work. Ah. But that's, that's the difference, man. If you, if you aren't, if you aren't controlling your money, if you don't get that money is being used against you, if you don't understand that they've printed 40% of the money in circulation in the last 18 months, stealing from your previous efforts, then you are forever going to be enslaved to the system. All right. So Wall Street's the villain, right? They're, they're doing all the bad thing. What do I do for retirement? So you take control of it. And, and so that's, that's the, that's the main vehicle that, that I spend my time teaching about and, and helping people with. It's, it's the EQRP you asked, you mentioned about a little while ago. And it's, so in our retirement system, basically back in the seventies, retirement accounts popped up into existence because companies said, Hey, we've got a pension liability. Like all these people had pensions and companies were going, we can't possibly service all these. So let's push that back on people. So they did a 401k and the IRAs. And the problem with those is Wall Street said, this is great. We'll make a bunch of fees by selling people mutual funds. Everything will be good for us, not for the people. And, and so what we do is, is we give people the ability to control those in a very different way. And it, it works, it works incredibly well. People get to choose things that are real main street stuff, apartments, gold, crypto, private, you know, Jimmy John's shops, like whatever they want. And that's very confusing to most people because all they've ever heard is an S and P 500 in your 401k or an IRA. And there's a whole different world out there, man, but you gotta, you gotta have the right team and you gotta have the right tool. Okay. So. Let's say EQRP is the right tool. Why is it better than, say, uh, 401k or any other place where you can? Well, so they're, they're all different. Like, I, I would say a 401k is great for victims. Like, you know, if you're a victim, like, please sign up for a 401k. And, and why? Because you can blame the stock market. You can be like, oh, man, did the 
whatever, the Wall Street screwed up, the economy's down, it's it's Biden's fault, it's Trump's fault, like it's somebody's fault. So it works perfect for, for victims. There's my financial advisor's a moron. The guy's golfing and I'm losing money. That's great. But if you're not a victim, if you're if you're responsible, you say, Well, I want to actually control this thing. I want to learn, get smarter, get stronger, and be able to drive this thing. I don't want to be in the damn trunk of my vehicle. And and so when, when you have an EQRP, you have the ability to choose. A 401k gives you choices called stock A, B, C, or mutual fund F, which is basically the grade of the mutual fund. Mutual funds suck because they get, the Wall Street makes money and you, you take a ride, like right off a cliff. And so the difference, the big differences are you have control in an EQRP. And some people go, well, I can do that with an IRA. Like, yeah, if you want to get taxed up the wazoo, because IRAs, even Roth IRAs get taxed with real estate. So if you're doing stocks, this is not the episode for you. But I don't think people watch and listen or this is not the stock episode. This is about controlling assets that are real. So you can't do these things and not get taxed in an IRA. You can't even control them in an IRA. And the government's taking away a lot of these options right now with the current legislation that we we believe is likely to pass, which will disallow anything in IRAs other than mutual funds, basically. So why is it better? Well, because you're not getting taxed, you get control, the Congress isn't coming after it. The EQRP gives you everything whether you're by yourself, 50 employees. And so people are like, well, wait, why wouldn't I do this? And I'm like, because you didn't know about it. All right. So now they know about it. Can you give a comparison or contrast between somebody investing in real estate using an IRA versus an EQRP? Or there's got to be some case studies on problems that this thing is solving. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest one is like the apartments. People, People love apartments and I do too, because Man, people need to live somewhere and there's, there's a lack of apartments and, and they're, they're just, they tend to be great deals, meaning there's a lot of upside. So how do you do it? Well, you can use your personal money or retirement money. But when you go and you, you do personal money, you go invest and then you get this big tax, uh, depreciation, like benefit. It goes away when that thing sells. The great thing about doing something with buying an apartment with an EQRP is it's all tax sheltered the whole time. And you can have lots of leverage, meaning like, you know, with, with apartments, everybody knows that debt is your friend. You get 70, 80% debt. That's great. You can do that and you don't have any taxes at any point in a transaction with an EQRP. With an IRA, great example, people invest a hundred thousand bucks in a, an apartment deal. And five years later, they sell it and they make a hundred thousand dollars in profit. Pretty common for that to happen. The problem is with an IRA, you're probably looking at about a $25,000 tax bill. Even in a Roth IRA, there is no tax bill in an EQRP. So unless you hate your money, there is no reason to use an IRA. It's it, it's all about using an EQRP, especially the Roth EQRP. <laughs> unless you hate your money. <laughs> I mean, some people do. It's like they act like they hate their money. Like, oh, no, I don't, I, I'd rather, I've had people, I had an accountant, Jerome, that, that said, well, I think I'm just going to keep it where it is. They were in a deal. They were in an IRA. They had an IRA and they were in an apartment. They were a freaking CPA. And I said, you realize you're going to pay a 25, they were selling, the apartment was being sold. And I said, you realize when this sells, you're going to pay about a $25,000 bill. And they said, yeah, I know, but I'm really busy. And I go, you must be making, like, you must be a billionaire if you think that an hour of your time is not worth $25,000. And that was the, that was the, I mean, hard to understand. I think she, she hated her money. (laughs) Okay. So that's wild. But I think it's true, right? People, this is what I'm used to. This is what I'm comfortable with. So I keep doing the same thing. And to consider doing anything else is kind of blasphemous. Fair? Well, there, yeah, there's there's momentum. What we've what we've always done is what we tend to continue doing because it's easier than when you start shifting and you're you're there's a lot of energy and there's the unknown. 
it's, I mean, this is a, it's a crazy example, but a lot of people are in abusive relationships. Why? Because it's predictable. Like, even though it's going to be painful, I'm getting beat. At least I know what to expect tomorrow. And unfortunately you get beat up in your, in your money. You're like, well, I mean, I'm only, I'm, Hey, at least I'm making 5%. Granted, inflation's nine or 10, but hey, at least I'm making five when you can actually be making 15 or 20 or 25. It's, it's the known and people will, because of the security, people are so afraid, man. People think they're going to be eaten by something like, like they're like, I grew up in Alaska and you could be eaten. I had to dodge polar bears. Literally, that is not most people's life. Like in Birmingham, if somebody's afraid, I'm like, what do you, what's going to eat you? A mosquito? So people are really, it's, it's a primal fear. And we, we've got to realize, man, we're not in the African safari. Like there, I, there were a lady before me went out and tried to line up some lion cubs and mama came over there and killed her ass. Like it literally ate her. And I'm thinking, okay, so if you're not lining up tiger lions, whatever, and you're not in Alaska dodging polar bears, what are you afraid of? People are afraid of the unknown and making a mistake because they think that people are going to judge them, but nobody cares. People are too busy scrolling Facebook. They don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> A lot of people want to be profitable multifamily operators, but lack the knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital to be successful. They often try to overcome these challenges out of order, slowing or eliminating their ability to get their next deal done. We've developed a framework that allows them to gain the knowledge they need to find profitable deals. When they do, they create the time and location freedom, as well as the generational wealth they desire for their family. The Myers methods of multifamily investing have proved to be the fastest way to establish credibility and properly grow an apartment portfolio. If you want to know more about our four-step process, jump over to MyersMethods.com to get our free four-step guide to getting into multifamily investing. Let's get back to the episode. So, all right, give me some examples of, or maybe some case studies with people who maybe use EQRP or use the IRA or 401k to do the investing and what the benefit would have been if they used the different tool. We had, we had one guy that came in actually that he, he showed up, his son showed up. So he did, he had no idea. He's just out there probably 55 years old and had, I think he had about 800,000 bucks in his retirement account in an IRA and he had invested in multifamily deals. And some of those were going full cycle. And he, his son saw, saw this, saw the presentation and he goes, I got to get you in front of my dad. And so we ended up setting up an account, transferred his IRAs over, and it saved him $200,000 in tax that year. Literally tax that will never be paid because he's exempt because he transferred into an EQRP. I, I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds of people that have done the exact same thing simply because they have the right tool and they just didn't know any better. Like I, here, here's the thing. If you have an IRA, it doesn't mean that you're, you're bad or dumb or anything else. You, you had you used what was best with the information you had. And and now, I mean, you're not even going to be able to legally do that when they change the rules. Can't even do it at all. And if you, ha- if you have an IRA invested in real estate or one of these things, it's going to blow up the entire IRA when this legislation passes, meaning the whole thing gets disqualified. Taxes, 10% penalty, and it's, it's fixable in, inside an EQRP because it's a different part of the tax code. So like you start comparing all these things and you go, wait a second, like you could physically buy and hold gold in an EQRP, can't do it with an IRA. You can physically buy Bitcoin, hold it in a cold cold wallet with a, a nano or a ledger. Can't do that with an IRA. Like there's just, the benefits are so massive. People are like, these are like night and day when you, when you start looking at them. Wow, that's great. I, 
<laughs> so I asked you this because you, you came to the Mid-Atlantic Multifamily Investing Conference. I was like, well, how'd you learn all this stuff? <laughs> there's a thing that happens when you're an alien you wake up in the middle of the night you're reading tax code you think that that's interesting and entertaining i remember i was in florida at a hotel at a conference and i was teaching and i woke up and i was i wonder about this so i just started i was reading it. and the tax code's like seventy thousand pages it's crazy and i'm just reading this stuff and then if you're really crazy you write a book about it so every year i, I update the book write more about it and, and and how do you do it you care about something that's bigger than yourself that's why I read tax code, not because I think that tax code is like, like, you know, Shakespeare or something. It's because knowing it better allows me to help people more because I can say, okay, here's how it works. And I can actually say it with authority because I've spent so many thousands of hours studying this and doing it. That's why, I mean, that's, that's how you do it. You can be passionate about something, especially when it's somebody else. So we haven't ever talked about this on the show, but I know it's a thing. What's a UBIT? UBIT is the unrelated business income tax. It's the tax that gets triggered when you have leveraged real estate in an IRA. And it's a 37% tax on almost all of your profits. So just think about that. You make 100,000 bucks and you can be paying close to 37,000. So it's basically what happens is if you've got a 70% leveraged deal, 70% of your profits are subject to this tax. So that's why that $100,000 profit is generally about a $25,000 tax. And it's, it's triggered because of another alphabet soup thing called UDFI the unrelated debt financed income. So if you think about this, Congress focused on the IRA said, well, if an IRA has some money and it invests, cool, it can be tax sheltered. But if the IRA has some debt, it's not really the IRA's money. So we're going to take some of that profit because that's not really all the IRA. And and that's so that's what they did. The crazy part is the 401k industry, which is where the EQRP lives, has better lobbyists and they got an exemption. So there is no you can have 99% leverage and, and your EQRP gets to keep all of the profits. And that, that's especially cool when it's a Roth EQRP because they're tax-free forever. So you're, you're telling me if I had $100,000 in profit, let's say I put 100 in a deal, they get the 2X multiplier, 2X multiplier after a five-year deal, and I get my 100000 I could literally, in 100000 in profit, I could owe the IRS $25,000 in my retirement account? Yeah. And, and just think about how, dist- how, how painful that is, especially if you have a Roth IRA, because you're thinking, man, it's tax-free. And then your accountant says, you owe $25,000 in tax. And you're thinking, how is this possible? And it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a terrible surprise that a lot of people have. And here, here's the scary part. A lot of syndicators don't know about this. And a lot of even accountants and lawyers don't know or just tell. I've heard people say, don't worry about it. The IRS will never know. That is the worst advice and it was an attorney that said that. And I, I thought that guy should be disbarred. And he was, he was setting up IRAs. I was like, wow, unbelievable. So you, you gotta, you gotta be realistic that the IRS is investing tens of billions of dollars in artificial intelligence and they are going to just start sweeping people. And if you think that you're creative and you're just not going to get caught, you know, you're going to end up having a boyfriend behind some bars. <laughs> Outcome. <laughs> there is you. a consequence to this strategy. It is not a good one. I don't think I'd look good in pinstripes. So I don't, you know, maybe like a three-piece suit, but not like stripes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Damien, what is the most money you guys have saved somebody in taxes? Because I feel like there's got to be like this bell ringer out there. It's just like- we, uh, I mean, we've had people that have eight figures in IRAs that transfer it over. And, and those people tend to not just have a big stock portfolio. They tend to, we had, we had one client that I was uh, working with earlier today that has 50 different syndication interests. So, you know, those average 50 to a hundred thousand dollars. 
So, you know, you're talking somewhere between three to $5 million just in, in her real estate syndications in her IRA. So that, that would, her tax bill would be over seven figures if she had not converted when, when those things come full cycle. I mean, it's just, it's just money that's pissed away given it's like, Oh, I, like I said, hate my money. But part of this is people don't know because nobody tells them. Most people don't even know about it to tell somebody, but it, the IRS doesn't care if you, if you know, or you should have known, they just send you the bill. And I, I want to make sure that people actually get it. So you can invest a hundred thousand dollars in your IRA after five years. So you get 200,000 back. You would have a tax requirement where you'd have to write a check mm-hmm. for 25,000. And that's not being written out of your IRA. That's against your earned income. Well, here's, so when, yeah, if it, it depends on whether it's a Roth IRA or others. The problem is most people don't let their cash sit there. So you exit something and then six months later you get a bill and you're like, wait, I don't have any money. The IRS doesn't care. Taxes, insurance, taxes, interest, penalties. Like it's not an excuse. You're, you're getting hammered. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Final word for the listeners. <laughs> you know, I, w- I would say ignorance isn't bliss. I would I would say that there's there's the Ferrari of there's the best of of options out there, and then there's a broken down Yugo, and and what most people think is a Ferrari is actually a Yugo, and for some of you you're like what the fuck is a Yugo? Uh, it's it's a car. Like here's the okay here's kind of something crazy. There's actually a car a car called a Lupo. I think it is a Yugo, but it's this European car, and I'm thinking, man, they made a car with my name on it. It's my last name. I thought this is cool. Maybe it's a Ferrari, a Lupo Ferrari. No, it was a damn Yugo. And I looked at this thing. I'm like, this is the worst looking car other than maybe the Aztec. Like this was the terrible. So there's Ferraris and then there's the Lupo car. And so don't go get a loop. That's a, that's an IRA. So just if you understand the comparison, the analogy, you, you want to get the best, invest in the best. And the last thing I'll say is that when you're paying for services, you're paying for advice, you're paying for whatever you're paying for, write the check for the thing, pay the appropriate price. People, screw themselves when they cheap, whether it's attorneys, accountants, retirement accounts, they go, oh, it's free. It's like getting advice from your neighbor that's broke on what to invest in. People do that because it's proximity. Be really, really mindful of the price you pay and the people you listen to and, and do the best you can to pay as much as you can invest in yourself with the right people and the right tools. So if you guys want some more information about this, it's really important. The best thing to do is, is to get a copy of my book, the, the QRP book. And you can do that by texting the word EQRP to 72,000. If you're in front of your computer, just go to, go to qrpbook.com and, and get it. You're going to get a, here, here's the deal. You don't have to be an alien like me and spend, you know, four hours at 3 a.m. There, I'm going to, there's a report that you're going to get. It's going to be downloaded. So that's a 15 page, maybe 15 minute summary of all this stuff. Do yourself a favor you know, text EQRP to 72,000 and at least take action on a little bit of education. Make sure that you're not going to get hammered by UBIT or anything else that the IRS has waiting for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Damien himself. Invest in the right places with the right vehicles <laughs> so you don't get a surprise tax bill against your earned income when you're not liquid. That's AKA, I don't have any money. The pack's with you. We'll talk soon. <laughs> you made it to this juncture, so you really love what we shared on this episode of Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review and share this with somebody who's interested in multifamily investing. Until the next time, the pack is with you.